0: (laughs) Hello and welcome to the first ever episode of The Beauty of Crime. I'm Kristen and I'm here with my co-host Corrigan Quinn. Hi. Beauty extraordinaire and a fantastic colorist. He works here in Greenville. All right, so today we have chosen to do the case of Bridget Cleary, also known as the last witch burned in Ireland. Um. A classic Irish children's rhyme says, are you a witch or are you a fairy or are you the wife of Michael Cleary?
1: Uh.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Which he obviously has some feelings on.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, The sources for today's episode are The Burning of Bridget Cleary by Angela Burke, an episode of Unreal Irish Folklore podcast, an article, The Bizarre Death of Bridget Cleary, The Irish Fairy Wife by Maria J. Perez Cuervo. In March in 1895 in Balivadia in Tipperary County, Ireland. Um, at the time, this was a strongly Catholic community. The, oh,
1: was it by, like, by majority Catholic?
0: Um, mostly. Those were the only, like, churches or missions found okay. there.
1: Because I know, see, like, so my experience with this case is, Two articles and a um, the show lore. So going off of that, it looked like this particular family was still in the ways of the old Irish like folklore mm-hmm. as well, but they still were. I did they still I had, uh, went to a Catholic church and yeah. still identified as Catholics. Yeah. Okay.
0: Um, the people involved in the case are obviously Bridget herself, which was twenty six at the time. She was a seamstress and sold eggs. Um, she lived with her husband, Michael Cleary, who was thirty five and a barrel maker, and her father, Patrick Boland,
1: which and and that's something that I saw was she was much more successful at her job. yeah, um, that's
0: um that's one thing a lot of the sources like bring up is the fact that um, she was unique for the time period. Because she could have gone out on her own and supported herself, she didn't actually yep. need. She had that singer. Yep, she had yep. that singer.
1: Yeah, she had. Uh, she was a woman of of the time and and very empowered. And and the thing is, is she had invested in a singer um, sewing machine, so she was able to put all this work. She did. She was able to get work out a lot faster and, ergo, more successful to a point where she could have a whole other side hustle (laughs) with eggs. Like, so she was doing great, but obviously like Michael Cleary did not like (laughs) his wife making more money than him.
0: (laughs) Well, and for the time they had been married eight years and they Mm -hmm. didn't have any children, which in 1895 would have been looked on as odd. Yes. Um, They were very well off in the community. Um, One article said that they were often, um, they had been heard To say that they had 20 pounds at the house, which for the time in the rural community they were in would have been a lot. Right.
1: And the father, her father lived with them, right? Yeah. Yes.
0: Um, Her father had been a laborer. Was he
1: retired or was he still also working? He was retired. Okay. At the time. So they can also afford to take care of a retiree as well. Like they were taking care of three people. I mean, granted, I guess if you had children, it would be the same case. But uh, children also worked, though. Yeah, children so,
0: um she was described as fashionable, literate, beautiful, and independent. Um, she was also known to wear gold earrings, which was a sign um, of their
1: status at the time mm-hmm. which I mean again, like it's because your wife is good at what she does mm-hmm.
0: but for the time, that would have been a big blow. No, I know,
1: I know it's just you know hindsight twenty twenty, but like it, it, it makes me think of the the because in that show, Lore, they talk about Annie Oakley's husband mm-hmm. and the fact that he was fine with her. I say take the reins, but like oh, he, he su- her. He supported her. Like he was like, "Yes, you are better than me, and that's fine because you're going to make us a you're lot make of us money." More money.
0: <laughs> like
1: we rich bitch, I don't care. Like <laughs> we, you know, and it's that thing of looking at it as a as the couple as a whole and not like I'm the man, I have to provide. Yeah,
0: not as individuals. And not even I
1: have to. I have to provide more
0: than you're able to
1: than her no no not no. more than you're able to more than her
0: yeah well that's what i mean more than like yeah she herself she, able to. yeah
1: it's anyways the toxic masculinity in this case it just oh it kills me
0: now before we go um a little farther into it i have to add a little bit of background
1: sorry um, i jump ahead oh no
0: you're fine <laughs> during um this time period especially in this especially in this rural community, belief um, in fairies was very ingrained in their society, and it actually coexisted with their Christian beliefs. Um, Fairies, though, in Irish folklore are not the typical thing that most people in today's day and age would think of when they think of fairies. It's not Disney. No. Um, These were some bad bitches. Yeah. And And they were not... Extremely
1: mischievous. Yes. Yeah. But Um, almost like almost like little imps
0: yeah and not really something like you wanted to mess around with yeah
1: like almost like borderline demonic yeah kind of like
0: tiny little demons yeah
1: exactly yeah that um, kind of imp not cute imps like yeah demon babies
0: um and they believe that women and children were particularly susceptible to being carried off by fairy folk mm-hmm. um either to become <laughs> nannies for their
1: children right or um, fairy
0: wives, or. Yeah,
1: because you know, no toxic masculinity went into that. No. No. It's the women and children's fault.
0: They care for them.
1: Oh, um, God.
0: At the time, um, like I said, fairies were to be avoided. Mm-hmm. Um, and Bridget was actually known to be super interested um, in the supernatural and in particularly fairies. Um, and she would often take trips to Pali um, Negrana Hill which was home to an old um, medieval circular fort
1: mm-hmm.
0: and the Irish often called these fairy forts.
1: Yeah. Which just because we were looking at the research and everything like your, your research is a lot more accredited, accredited. But what I was telling you earlier was uh, when we were going through it, everything I had seen was saying that there's still no like definite definition on what or why the forts were put there. Or if they were used as forges, because what I had seen is there was a um, ideas that it could have been for agriculture, for um, I think even one of them was worship, and one was like a forgery, like a forge. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like what I had seen was there's like debate on what those were used for, which to me like added to the mystery of the yeah, whole of what fairy they were. lore. But like what you were saying was the the ones that you and I would say yours was definitely accredited um, was saying they also the same thing that they were actually. Like military forts, like de- like defense forts, um, or more uh, uh,
0: possibly defense forts, or possibly just um, places set up for like trade.
1: <clears throat> okay, and I know I know, and one of the things is they were they were known about, like by they were man-made. That was determined. They have been put on maps before, when they were whatever use they were, yeah. they were being used for at that time. They were actually marked on maps, so like they were known about way before this point yeah it's just way before
0: this happened they just didn't really know what they were used for because
1: these were at that point the ruins but like yeah which i'm sure added to the mystique right it just bothers me that they it's proven that it was man-made like these didn't just pop up yeah no they
0: they didn't just like pop up this definitely has more
1: like i don't know It, it, it 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 just bothers me. <laughs> but it's going into the what the facts versus the lore.
0: Yeah, and basically. Then,
1: and, and it just, ugh. Because again, I feel like the lore behind Changelings is just so misogynistic. Like it's it's aimed at women, at and, women children, and children. And that bothers me Particularly, so much. Particularly
0: um, like the infirm or the mentally ill.
1: Yeah. I mean, to me, it goes along with basically having your wife or your whatever female in your life uh, locked up in an asylum saying that she's hysterical Mm -hmm. when in reality, she just doesn't bow down to a man and doesn't want to. And is a woman, a forward thinking woman who thinks for herself.
0: Yeah. And we actually, um, at the beginning of this Bridget's actually, um, doing her side hustle, as Mm -hmm. you said. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, So Monday of that week, she delivered eggs to her father's cousin, Mm -hmm. um, named Jack Dunn.
1: Mm. Another one. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Um, It was in March, and there was still snow on the ground. Um, And from her house to Jack's, it was about a two to three mile walk.
1: Okay. Just another side note. Again, I've seen the show, and I hate and keep going back to it. But was the – in there they gave it this whole uh, story of a potential uh, man that she could have been sleeping with. Lived along the way between Jack Dunn and their home? Yeah, there Is that were, actually... A, was that true?
0: Um, there were... I don't know about, like, where the house was located, but there were rumors um, that she was cheating on her husband.
1: Yeah. With another, with another guy in the village.
0: Yeah, but they don't know if that is just more, like,
1: jealousy. Right. Again, toxic masculinity. Yeah, toxic
0: masculinity yeah. or actual, like...
1: Yeah. I mean, either way, it wasn't proven or disproven. Yeah. It was just potentially something that he was trying to use against her. Yeah. Or added to the... Yeah.
0: Um, They think that she may have caught cold um, walking through the snow because the next day she complained of a raging pain in her head. Yeah. Um, Her symptoms progressively got worse, and on Saturday, her father, Patrick, um, went to fetch the doctor, who at the time was unable to come.
1: Yeah. It took him a week? Yeah, around around a week. Which... Um, no, okay, and was, was the witch doctor, or not the witch, but uh, the fairy doctor, was he also in that main town?
0: Um, the fairy doctor lived closer to them.
1: Oh, okay, okay.
0: Um, I mean, it was still obviously rural, so still a good, right. a good ways away, but he was closer to them than...
1: So, because that was another thing they hinted at, was that he potentially, while out going for the doctor,
0: also, also to went see, and stopped for yeah. the
1: fairy doctor. And i would use that in air quotes, but yeah.
0: Yeah. On um, March 11th, Michael, her husband, went for the doctor again um, and asked the town priest, Father Cornelius Ryan, mm-hmm. um, to come also. Right. The doctor was able to come this time. He diagnosed her with um, what today would be bronchitis mm-hmm. and a nervous excitement, which, um, I mean if the next facts that we're about to say um,
1: are true, I can understand why she would be nervous. Because at that point, it's not really determined if Michael's already accused her.
0: Well, it had said um, in Burke's book that I I believe that three, three or four months prior,
1: he had accused her before and had the hot poker to her face.
0: Yeah. That he had accused her before um, and held a hot poker to her face. And for, for whatever reason, that time um, he had been satisfied with her answers. I think it
1: was supposed to be the, I guess, the first time he knew about her. Okay, so another side note: she did admit that she went to the um, the circle. The, the yeah, yeah to she, the she
0: admitted um, going to Kali Nagrana,
1: or do you just do you just want to call it the fairy circle.
0: Yeah, okay. yeah, the fairy. The, th- that was
1: the nickname they had in the village for them, were the fairy circles, and um, she admitted that she had gone because she had missed her mother who had passed away. Yeah. And so she did admit that. And uh, in the, again, in the show, they, it hinted that he had followed her and found out that she had done that. And that's when he threatened her with the poker. But there's so many like stories around this that it's hard to know what's exactly. And that that is
0: the only thing um, with this case is it's a very interesting one, but because of the time when it happened, you know, 1895, rural Ireland, there's not a lot that's written down.
1: Right. But um, it is said that it. she had been before. Yeah. And no, they yeah.
0: That's all the sources agreed that like she was interested it,
1: in Well, it seemed it seemed interesting to me. Sorry, cut you off okay. again. But it seemed like as a woman who believed in modern medicine in modern times, it seemed like she also had it instilled in her that the fairy lore was true.
0: Yeah.
1: It she she definitely
0: like, was was with The beliefs of the time period, um, in that like fairies were real,
1: right? Which is interesting because it was like again, so you know, overpowered or or not overpowered, but uh, geez, overpowered, over 9,000. Um, but uh, a uh, strong, independent woman that she was, like, it was interesting that she still had, for lack of a better word, backwards views when it came to that. Um, because you know, at the time, like, the priest or the, uh, in the town was trying to get people away from thinking yeah. about the fairy and all that and moving forward and moving along and along with the doctor, like move forward with modern technology that's coming along. Yeah. Um, so it's just interesting that she still had allowed that lore to have that kind of power over her. Yeah. I get what you're saying. Um. And, and the beliefs in it. Let's see. Um, where were we?
0: Um. On March 11th, which was later um in the next week mm-hmm. doctor has diagnosed with her diagnosed her with bronchitis um and a nervous excitement. That would be um the last time that the doctor saw her alive, although obviously he didn't know that at the time. Right. um Father Ryan bestowed the sacrament of the sick on her, um and he would later comment at the trial that she had appeared nervous um and frightened when he did
1: so again probably because of the prior experience with the poker. Yeah. Yeah. I mean,
0: Um, he was asked to return the next day, but didn't, um, said there was no need for him to come because he had bestowed the sacrament of the sick. So he had basically done his duty um, as the priest. And there was really nothing more that he
1: could do at that point. I mean, God forbid he goes and helps maybe protect her, (laughs) but you know, Oh, well, (laughs) um,
0: as the days went on, Michael Cleary um, was becoming even more convinced that the sick woman wasn't his wife um, and that she had been replaced by a fairy changeling.
1: Does it um, address in the books about the... It's supposed to take nine days?
0: Yeah, it's supposed death. to take nine days. Um,
1: so in his head, he has nine days to save her. Basically. And and so as each day goes along, he gets worse and worse. Yeah. And worse.
0: Um, he had been heard to say um that the woman the sick woman was too fine and um two inches taller Mm -hmm. than his wife um likely it's assumed that the idea was helped along um by jack dunn who was a storyteller at the time that was knowledgeable in fairy lore
1: Mm
0: -mm. um so not really mob mentality but like you know if you have somebody else it's like yeah it's probably you're probably right
1: i bet she didn't tease her hair that day probably probably <laughs> she's like, hey, he got confused.
0: I mean I mean I don't know how you can judge um, with someone laying in a bed that they're 2 inches taller I'm so, I I don't pay that much She attention. went wearing her
1: shoes <laughs> like it's so uh, it bothers me Um
0: eventually Michael would visit the local fairy doctor um, whose name was Dennis Ganey mm. um he gave Michael an herbal concoction to give to British, British, Bridget, Bridget. <laughs> um, most of the information on the fairy exorcism, because I don't know what else to call it. Um, yeah. That farcism, right. Fairy-cism, <laughs> um comes from the testimony of Bridget's cousin, um, Johanna Burke and Johanna Burke's daughter, Kathy. Yeah.
1: Which she affectionately called her Han. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, That night, Michael forced the remedy down Bridget's throat um, while Jack Dunn and three male cousins pinned her down in bed. Um, Relatives and friends were coming and going in the house at this time to try to help with what they could. um, And they heard someone shouting, take it, you witch, or I'll kill you. Um, The men threw urine at her and shook, shook her yelling, away with you, come home, Bridget Boland, in the name of God. Um, which is basically why I call it an exorcism, um, right. because they were attempting to drive the fairy out. Yeah.
1: Um, it's crazy how how similar, like the extremism of of their belief in this lore. It, it's reflective of like how people can be with religion. Like yeah. it's so similar. No, I mean
0: it definitely was a very strong ingrained belief.
1: Yeah. And I mean, I mean, unless again, i I go back to her believing in it too i'm I'm sure it was instilled in her by her parents and and that's why she allowed it to have that control over her as well, yeah, I mean well well, I say that, but I mean, at the same time, he's also physically forcing her to do, yeah, yeah it just seemed like in the depiction of the show that she also believed in fairies and and believed in the tell of the of the fairy circles. yeah, I
0: mean from what from what I have read, um mm-hmm. She did, and definitely, I mean, growing up, hearing those stories, if your parents believe in them and right. everybody else does, um, and also, I mean, if she was
1: interested in the supernatural... Right. And it's its that thing of giving it power by simply believing in yeah. it, um, which is... Uh, that's an interesting theory and an interesting aspect of, like, of the story, is she also believed in it. Um, now, in that depiction of the show, Han did not. Like, she yeah. was, like, fairies aren't real stop it like we're trying to move forward as ireland yeah which is something else is like when this case happened like and when it got out to the rest of the world like there was slander all over ireland because they called them savages yeah
0: britain used it um as basically an example because at the time ireland had been pushing Um, for independence right and britain used it as an example like y'all can't control yourselves yeah you can't govern yourselves like Like, you can't even control your own
1: people y'all as crazy as australia
0: i mean basically basically yeah
1: i mean you know and i mean and then that's not to say anything but it it, the fact that like at the time other parts of the world were not stuck in this lore Mm -hmm. and that kind of attests for the fact that it was so backwards i mean it's kind of like I hate to say it, but the South in America—we're twenty years behind, yeah, like, oh, on a, and in a lot of ways, Ireland yeah. was kind of like that too, um, where they were just way behind on what was going on in similar areas.
0: We're are the Ireland now—it's
1: um, <laughs> just kind of sad, like.
0: Yeah. No, I mean, it, and definitely that, also that, like, these beliefs led to the death. of Of a young woman yeah
1: and one is too many i mean yeah well i mean that goes along with again with the show of that 2009 case where that was an unnecessary yeah but that goes into more of the mental health side of it and in the um i can't think of what they call what what it's called the uh, Capgrass syndrome. Thank you.
0: Um, which, which we'll get to like later on.
1: I like to jump ahead. <laughs> it's
0: <all right. laughs> um, One of the biggest questions I had listening to this story is when it said that neighbors and friends, like family members, um, came through while this was all happening. They said probably about like twelve to thirteen people. Um, my biggest question was like, why didn't no one stop this?
1: Like, was Michael Cleary that scary of a man? Like, I mean, I, did they not care? Were they also kind of like, oh yeah, she's kind of problematic and we think she's a little too poor. Like, were they in on it? Like, I mean, it it, it just, it doesn't, it, it baffles me. Like, why was nothing done ahead of this? Did they also believe that she was his possession? I mean, that, I mean, that seems to be the thing. If he wanting to possess her, did they agree? Like, what was, what was going on or were the women involved also scared of having the same thing done to them? Cause that's a thing. Like it seems to me like it was so easy to just pinpoint any woman that you had an issue with and say, I think you have, I think that you're a changeling. Yeah. Or in other instances, I, I think that you're suffering from hysteria. I'm going to have you put up in an asylum or I'm going to have you burned to try and get the changeling out of you or to get you back. Like it was made to me, it just seemed like an excuse to put control over women and children, or you know, in the case of the woman who killed her her son for having epilepsy, I don't know what to do about my child, so I'm going to blame it on something magical. Yeah, and that was
0: um, the case that he just mentioned was actually a case that happened, I believe. Um, like 20 or 30 years prior Prior, um, to the Bridget Cleary case that we're talking about now.
1: Um, So it's almost like a a scapegoat. Uh, And and, I mean, I sound like I'm being harsh on these people because I mean, obviously I wasn't there in the time, but again, hindsight 2020, like it's just sad that like something like lore, something like stories that probably at some point weren't meant to be, taken out of context in that way you know kind of like it's kind of like aesop's fables or aesop's tales Mm. it is fables um
0: yeah aesop's
1: aesop's fables like if somebody took those stories and misconstrued it and turned it into something terrible but that wasn't the intention in the beginning like it's one of those things where it's almost like the misunderstanding caused the death of of people that had no reason to be murdered
0: yeah i mean this is murder yeah no definitely i mean definitely there's no question Even Um, if it is in my mind about that.
1: Even though he believed it and they gave him a manslaughter because of it. Like
0: Yeah. Um and he actually I mean, this wasn't like a normal like hey bitch, why you been out um like type fight. This was she was actually um like held over the kitchen fire. Um and he asked her to answer to her name three times, Mm -hmm. um, saying, Are you Bridget Boland? wife of michael or bridget cleary wife of michael cleary in the name of god
1: now this is the first time he attacked her right with the fire right this isn't when he
0: no this is the the time the current time that
1: we're talking uh, about. oh okay so when he actually set fire to her
0: um no he she was actually held over the kitchen fire um like previous to that's what i
1: meant that's what i'm saying yeah, yeah this yeah. is the first time he attacked her with yeah the flames, this was the first time not the, the last time
0: yeah <laughs> when um, she died he asked three times she answered three times um this whole episode ended at midnight. Either he was tired or he was, like, satisfied with the answers he got. <laughs> or he, I don't know.
1: Uh, that is an interesting thing. Like, why would he stop? Like, like.
0: <sighs> well, he asked three times. Um, she answered three times. And, like, the number three um, is big and. In- say i so much. Number three is um, really big in, like, Catholic ideology or Christian ideology um, okay. because of the Trinity.
1: Uh, the Holy Trinity. Okay, yeah. okay. So,
0: asked three times. She answered three times. So, it's... So, he took that as, like, a, a good sign that, like, the exorcism had worked.
1: So, it's the Holy Trinity, K. A's fault. Basically, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, the next morning, um, the priest said... Finally came back. He said, priest, um, priest, he said mass. I'm a terrible Catholic, guys, <laughs> um, in Bridget's bedroom in order to banish the evil spirits, and I say that in quotes, um, that were left in the house. So um, finally, a day or two later, um, Bridget got out of bed, got dressed as usual. Um, this was the first time in 11 days that she had been out of bed. So, um, several family members had actually come over and joined them um, for tea later in the day, um, and for whatever reason. So,
1: that's an interesting point. Mm-hmm. So, for her to in eleven days, she was she was yeah. a veteran. So the number nine. So did he wait? So in the one I watched, he did it. He killed her on the ninth day. Mm-hmm. Did he kill her? Okay, because it was the dates were from. Because she died on the fifteenth. Yeah, she. So she was. She's been about I mean, okay. About yeah, there. Okay. So again, because of the because of, because of the story, that's where the numbers can get a little can wonky. get a little wonky. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I got you. They.
0: It's it's kind of they think because well, it how took this them several days to
1: even find her.
0: Yeah, to find the body they, because
1: they searched for her for a couple of days. It's it's such a wild tale. Okay.
0: It is. It it's really easy to like get confused. um, Well, I I mean, given the subject
1: too, like it's such a bizarre subject. Like I get it. I I get why it's kind of misconstrued. It's because the big thing is the story itself of my husband thought I was a changeling and killed me. Like that's just insane. But yeah, anyway, sorry. It's just, it's just, it's still so intriguing that they had paper. I mean, they had, they had they were writing papers every day, like, but they still, it still got messed up. The numbers and everything. It's just interesting.
0: Um, and when they were at when they were having tea, um, like I said, an argument broke out um, mm-hmm. between Bridget and Michael. And the reason for the argument was Brit, um, Bridget asked for milk, which in fairy folklore, fairies um, are supposed to like really love fresh milk.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so that kind of like
1: set caused, him off again, yeah,
0: caused Michael to get suspicious again. Um
1: so this is after he thinks that she's she's they've rid her of the cha- of the fairies. Yeah. Okay.
0: He thinks the exorcism, fairiesism...
1: went through successfully. Went through successfully. <laughs> and then he immediately jumps on the first thing.
0: Mm-hmm. Like, what? Um he demand then demanded that she eat three pieces of bread. Um and asked her again to say her name. She answered twice and ate um two of the three pieces. But she hesitated on the third, probably because she was eating dry aspirin and she had bronchitis.
1: Well, had been bedridden for 11 days and was literally physically abused, mentally abused, nearly killed. Like all in this time by your loved ones. I mean, that's traumatic. Yeah. I, and, and it didn't really say as far as like the 11 days, like how well she was even taken care of.
0: I mean, um, according to like, at least the research that I have, yeah, it said that she was like very well taken care of. They had family that would come in. Probably like,
1: Johanna. Yeah. Like where, I mean, the two of them were the close ones, I think.
0: I think so. Between,
1: like so after her mother, at least in the one I saw, the one I saw, it was Johanna and her that were really close together, but somebody was taking care of her. Okay. Yeah. Somebody
0: was taking care of her, um, whether it be like family or her father.
1: But I mean, so still, she still went. Anything like that?
0: I'm going to say the end, so that way when I'm editing, I know where we're at.
1: That's smart.
0: Yeah. It's
1: like walkie-talkies. Over. Over and out. (laughs) That should be your thing. Oh, God. I'll literally come back for every podcast just so I can just see. (laughs) Just so you know when to end it. And we provided ASMR. (laughs) You know how you want to end it because it kind of makes you want to kill yourself that noise. That's, that's what does it. Yeah.
0: (laughs) So we went over the Capgras syndrome. The, obviously that this was a case of domestic violence.
1: Yeah. To the extreme.
0: Yes. To definitely to the extreme.
1: What was the, uh, the rhyme again?
0: Are you a witch or are you a fairy or are you the wife of Michael Cleary? Yeah. And what's funny is now, I mean, not funny in that it's about someone who was murdered, but that it's very similar to the um, like "Ring Around the Rosie" that I we thinking. did as kids, yeah. which well, is about the Black Plague. Yep. But obviously, in you know, like preschool, they're it's... not going to be like, "This is about death,
1: kids." So let's hold hands and sing. What is it? Uh, German fairy tales. There's always like something extremely deep and dark behind it. Yeah, yeah, like it's very much that. Yeah, my people were very good yeah. at. You know, Here's a story to terrify the shit. Where out everyone does. Yeah, the end. Hm. The moral: Don't fucking die. I like. i like, what is like? Don't die. <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm here for traumatizing kids. Let's do that. Let's make that a thing. <laughs> Can you
0: imagine though, if they ever do learn like where that rhyme comes from? How that changes, like some childhood memories. I mean,
1: it, yeah, yeah. It, it really,
0: like, I've, I've never heard Ring Around the Rosie and felt the same
1: after I found (laughs) out what it was about. It's kind of sad. It is, it is kind of sad. It it makes you wonder if this is so random, um, if they'll ever come up with one for, um, uh, uh, Oh gosh. COVID 19? Uh, well, that one too. But uh, I was going to say the, the Russian uh, nuclear disaster. Um, Chernobyl. Chernobyl. If there would be one oh, that would God. come from there, it would make sense. I mean, yeah, it would. Uh, you know, 200, 200 years from now, if you're listening to this, let you, us know. Do you have a <laughs> rhyme for Chernobyl and for COVID tw- uh, 19? 2020? Is there a rhyme <laughs> to- for that? 2020. Fuck off. 2020. Never again. That's, that's the rhyme. It's do not key. recommend. It's a haiku. It just says fuck off 2020. That's, I know. It's, that's not a well, haiku and there's whatsoever. It. You try. Not really. I just don't want to be. I'm not being racist. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I know what a haiku is. <laughs> I love haikus. I <laughs> don't want to get cancelled on my first podcast. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's the only episode he was ever on.
1: I made, I made it to the end R. 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 without saying anything offensive and then haiku. We can always
0: edit it out. <laughs> <laughs> but isn't there... Well, that's like the Lizzie Borden rhyme. Lizzie Borden took an axe, gave her mother help. I always get the numbers
1: Seven, messed up. 17? No. Seven. 17 wax? Is
0: it 17?
1: Is it I told you I'd need Google. Where's my phone?
0: But that, like that one that we've turned it into a rhyme. And when I was like a kid, I didn't think about it. It seems
1: cute and innocent. But it's... And, Literally and a like, true story about a murder, two murders. You, are you, you're you're going to do Lizzie Borden too at some point, right? Yeah, at some you, point you I want to do Lizzie Borden. That would be a fun one.
0: I'll bring you back.
1: Lizzie Borden. Yes, you get to hear me Google search <laughs> out loud because I have to say it in order to achieve it. Uh, this isn't the... Right. He's like, David. Oh, Lizzie Borden took an axe and gave her mother 40 wax. When she saw what she had done, she gave her father 41. 41.
0: Because that used to be, for us, like a jump rope. Yeah. Like a jump rope song.
1: Did Miss Mary end up being bleak?
0: I don't know that. I don't know that. I hope of the Miss origin. Mary Miss Mary, Mary, Mary Mac was
1: not upsetting. If I found out that Miss <laughs> Mary Mac was disturbing in some way, then that's it. I'm gonna be crushed. Like there goes the '90s in my life. Like, that's not true. But okay. still, I loved that rhyme or that that slap game. What what were those called? The slap hands. Are the there, yeah. Was there is there a genre of game that that is a genre? <laughs> Oh my God! The slap hand, like no the (laughs) clip claps, like what do you call that? (laughs) Um, this got on a real bad tangent.
0: It did get on a bad tangent. They did um, a Bob's Burgers episode because like Tina couldn't do it. It oh God! I
1: thought they just called it slap.
0: I know it's called like cake on them, but like patty cake. cake, like the patty cake type thing.
1: Yeah, but does that have a?
0: I don't know if that has a name.
1: Catchy's hands. I don't know. Anyway,
0: if you listen to this, I'll probably like. Yeah, if you know the name of you. what those
1: kind of games, like those those clap clap games, like where you The clap clap. <laughs> <laughs> what are those called? Like
0: Feel cause... free to comment or look us up on Facebook and let us know. Yeah. Um I think that pretty much like wraps it up. Yeah. For Bridget Cleary. Um, a real the
1: story, Michael Cleary's a piece of shit. And
0: yeah, I mean, it's a really bad story that I think more people should know about.
1: Mm-hmm. Also, poor fairies for being the scapegoat for so many terrible people.
0: For that, definitely.
1: I'm kidding. I mean, no, yeah. Michael Cleary's <laughs> just a piece of shit. That's, that's, that's the moral.
0: <laughs> yeah, the moral is I definitely think he got off very lightly mm-hmm. for what he did. And I think he got off because the judge saw him as ignorant, which I'm, I mean, I'm sure to an extent he was, you know, not, he was less educated just because that was the time period. But mm-hmm. I still definitely think he got away. I mean, with murder, basically, literally, he, he yeah. literally got away with murder. Mm. But anyway, so... All because of Tinkerbell. Yeah, all because of Tinkerbell. So thank you for joining us on our very first episode. And we hope that we have kept you entertained enough to come back and see us for episode number two.
1: I won't be here. He you're, said, you're welcome.
0: He says. Um, we will see if I am unable to find another guest host. He may be... I might be back. Saddling up for episode <laughs> number two. It's like guys. They're back.
1: Do you have an idea what your next story is going to be?
0: No. I have actually not thought about that.
1: Okay. But if you
0: have an idea, I'm willing to hear it. Um, Thank you again for listening. And from all of us here at The Beauty of Crime, have a great night. Bye.